Who do you want to be as a leader? What are the blind spots you're missing? If you had a magic wand and you could change anything about your workplace, what would you do with it? These are the kinds of questions we explore on Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt. I'm a keynote speaker, emotional intelligence coach, and leadership trainer who partners with executives and emerging leaders who want to achieve extraordinary results for themselves and their organizations. You're in the right place if you're ready to cultivate the self-awareness to be the leader you were born to be. Let's go on this journey together. Welcome to Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt, and today we are going to go in a different fun direction for the podcast. I have two amazing, amazing guests, and we are going to be talking about work human, all things work human. So for anybody who's not familiar with work human or my experience around work human, because I talk about it a lot in 2015, I attended the first work human conference. What brought me to work human? The fact that it was called work human, because I had been speaking the language of humanizing work for, I feel like 10 or 15 years before that. And so I thought what would be super helpful today is to bring in two um, amazing women that I got to meet through the work human community and talk about the conference that's coming up. So the next conference work human is happening in San Diego this April. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get the dates right. So it's happening from April 17th to 20th. And we're going to talk about some of the different tracks, what's happening at work human this year, what we're excited about, what we think is important in terms of what's happening in workplace cultures. This is going to be part one. And then we're going to come back in part two, which will probably be sometime in May and talk about after we've gotten together, all the learning that we've experienced, because some of you might hear this podcast and say, I'm going to work human. I hadn't heard of it. And now I'm going or some people for a variety of reasons can't make it. And we want to be able to still share all of the rich, awesome content that was there. So my guest today, I am speaking with Katie Van Horn and Jackie Clayton, and they're going to tell you a little bit more about themselves, starting with Jackie. Welcome to the show. Both of you, Jackie, tell everybody all about you. Yes. So currently I'm the VP of Talent Acquisition and Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. It's very long business cards of people were still doing that. Um, I live in Waco, Texas. My pronouns are she, her, and also mom. And uh, that's my proudest title, I think. Um, And I'm also the co-host of Inclusive AF with Katie Van Horn. So this is Super, super fun for me. And with that, I'll pass it over to you, Katie. Awesome. Thanks, Jackie. This is Katie Van Horn. I am currently retired. So that's what <laughs> I'm fully retired. Now. Yeah, fully retired. Um, no, uh, so I am a HR uh, aficionado, uh, have about 23 years experience, focused a lot on diversity, equity, and inclusion, building inclusive practices, policies, procedures in the workplace to truly create a great experience for employees and, you know, make sure. And so, yes, Chris and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Work human is so aligned to all of the things that both Jackie and I really believe in and do every day in our work and in the practices that we have with, with our clients and with, uh, you know, the folks that we work with. So uh, that's me. I'm in Arizona pronouns, she, her. Um, I have two puppies. I'm going to go with them both being puppies, even though one of them's older. (laughs) 
Um, they both act like puppies, so that works. And two uh, cats that no one has ever met. So it works out perfectly. <laughs> I love that even the two of you, as you introduce your bio, it shows so much about what it looks like to be human. Cause we got to know the whole person, not just who you are in terms of your job title and the work you do, but all parts of you. And, um, I have to say that, um, Jackie is amazing at doing dance parties with her family and they make me so happy and excited and sharing so much of her world and so vulnerable. And same with Katie and her puppies. I love the dogs. And we always get to know so much more about you and what you're all about. And, you know, even when we think about we're human, I think sometimes people immediately think it's HR leaders that are there. But really, I think anyone who is a people leader can get so much out of this conference because culture isn't HR doesn't own culture, uh, everyone in that organization. And even when it comes to leadership, I've always uh, been a proponent on this show that leadership isn't about a title. We all get to be leaders. doesn't matter if you're an individual contributor or not. So as a starting point, um, both each of you, uh, I'll start with you, Katie. What really attracted you to work human and what keeps you coming uh, in terms of the conference and, and the content and the kind of discussions that happen there? Um, so my first work human was actually in Orlando, Florida. I think it was, it, so it was in Florida and I don't remember what year that was. I think it was 2017. Yeah. Um, and, and I fell in love immediately with the conference, with the content, with who was there, because yes, I agree with you. It is, it's leaders. It's folks that care about creating a great experience for employees. So, you know, you have HR folks. But it's also just, you know, like the way that they have set up the tracks, the way that they have set up the conference, everything about it is truly humanizing the individual. So one of the things that I think is really neat, and this has nothing to do with the content that's presented, but it just is an additive, I think, is they have local vendors, whatever city they're hosting in, they have local vendors come in. And last year they had someone creating a beautiful mural and they had, you know, a couple different vendors that were selling T-shirts that were about work human and, and you know, different uh, topics. And so there's just a lot of cool things going on within the conference. So it's not just, hey, go from session to session. And they also create a lot of spaces just to start conversations. And one of the things that, you know, we go there and we know a lot of folks there, obviously the two of you included, but, and so it's a little bit of a family reunion on one hand, but then there's also the piece of, being able to pull people into the conversation that are there for the first time or that maybe haven't had the experience. For me, that's also just a great part of it. So, you know, last year we we met a, a wonderful woman that works for the parks uh, in California and she was sitting and eating by herself. And I was like, no, 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 that's not how we do that here. Like that's, <laughs> you have to come hang out with us. And she then got roped into a lot of uh, evening activities too, but um, so for me, it's, it's truly just the experience and getting to hang out with folks that you maybe, you know, don't get to see except for this one time per year, but also being able to really dig in on topics that are relevant right now. So, you know, the, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, there's a session that's really about, you know, how do you prioritize DEI in a, you know, when there's economic uncertainty. And I think, so we're hearing a lot of stories about, folks eliminating or getting rid of people that are on the DEI team at their organization. And so I want to hear, you know, what, what the speaker has to say. And I mean, I, for me, the DEI track is usually where I go. So I'll stop there. I could continue about all things great about work human for a day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I, I think it's so important too that sense of belonging that 
you by nature, Katie, are also doing that. You see someone and you are both of you so good at creating the belonging, but I think the organization, there's just so many things that conference thinks about in order to create that sense of belonging. And you do feel like that. And I think that they do a great job of creating that white space in between. Cause I personally do not like running from session after sessions, like, well, where do you get the connection time? And there's so many things built in, even where they have the vendors and it's not even set up a typical where you'd see all these vendors. There's all of these things that are in, I'm trying to remember, what do they even call it? The section where everyone's getting together. Do you remember where, um, I, it had a good I, name even. <laughs> I should know the answer to this because I think I'm running part of it this year. So uh, I, I should know the answer. But the, oh my goodness gracious, it's like meetups or something, but it's something very simple that I yes. should know the answer. But, yes. but we're doing, we're going to be building more into that space this year as well. And especially for first time folks. So if you are coming for the first time, if you're coming solo, we're creating spaces also that you can meet folks that have been here for a few years, have attended a couple of times that can kind of help you and direct you into what you know, what do you want to learn during this time and, and what are the things that are important to you? So um, I think they're called meetups, but don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, there's the meetup component, but also even just the way they have it set up where there's like different areas to sit and there's booths and there's the recognition and there's a spot where you're doing gratitude for people. There's all of these different things that are happening outside of the sessions that feel like so much connection as well, as opposed to what you see at some conferences where people are running in between calling back into the office. It almost helps you to calm down that nervous system and get fully connected to the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jackie, let's hear from you. Yes. I think my first one was in Phoenix and it was with Michelle Obama. Um, at the time I was an editor at Recruiting Daily and I remember it was on my birthday and I was like, there's no way I'm going. Because we at Recruiting Daily used to go to conferences like every week. And I was like, there's no way I'm going. And um, William Timcat said they asked, they they asked if I would go, but actually I think I want, I told them that you could go and Michelle Obama's there. And I was like, screw my birthday. I will absolutely be there. And it's my anniversary, whichever one it was. Um, so I was like, you know, it's been a great couple of years. I'm going to go see Michelle Obama. And that's actually where Katie and I met, which is wild to think about because it feels like we've known each other since elementary school and have that connection but you know I love there's something it feels personally curated the way that it's worded when you go to work human like I remember being terrified not knowing anybody not having a direct connection to work human and seeing that first sign that said you belong here and then being like oh well, then I guess I'm in the right place. And all these people with signs like this way, because I was like, where am I? If you remember, it was at the, I don't, I don't remember it, but it was out like in the middle of the freaking desert. And I was like, where am it I supposed to It was in Arizona, Jackie. Let's get <laughs> Hashtag freaking desert. And everybody was there. The best story about work human in Phoenix that includes uh, Linda Jonas and Bill Borman and Robin schooling, but that's for, another, I remember that. That's a different, podcast. Yeah. different, uh, yeah, different podcast. That's like HR after dark, I think, but <laughs> I love that. And it feels like everything is curated for me. Like it always felt like even the food being different, even the snacks, like, it's like, it's never just one thing, even like the coffee bar, like there's always something that makes you feel like there's a special connection directly 
to you. And I think it's because there are so many options and um, the effort of, of um, making sure that everyone is being, uh, you know, have an opportunity to go to different spaces, whether it's the bookstore, whether it's doing things and then having the ability to customize for yourself in every spot. Like you get to make your own t-shirt or make your own bag, all of those different things. Um, that was great. The, the other thing that the thing that I'm looking for this year, I think, um, that I'm excited about the sessions is also the CEO of black men in tech is going to be there. Mm -hmm. So I want to see that, um, that session and talk more about that, especially as we develop, we know what's going on with the HR tech world and it, it's it's a little bit out of control. And so it's going to be helpful to see how we can move forward to make sure that we're retaining people as we're going through this um, tumultuous time within the economy. But then the other thing that I'm excited about is seeing a people that I haven't seen in a long time. I'm really excited about seeing Katrina Kibben. Like we, we did, we used to work together and to be able to see each other grow, you know, personally and professionally is always great. And then, of course, you know, lovey, like, that would be enough if it was just just going yeah. for lovey. Yeah. I, I would do that. But it is like the Work Human is the only conference that in the jobs that I've had since my first one that I work into my contract to let people know that whenever it is, wherever it is, I will be going. Yeah. Like I, I, it's written in my contract so that mostly because I have like ADHD and I forget, and then I'm always <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be gone for a week, but I work it in because I need them to know no matter what it's the conference that I, that I attend just makes me feel whole for the year. And I get charged through work human. Mm, I love that commitment you've made to yourself with that. And you're honoring it through making sure that's in the contract. And I'm so surprised to learn you and Katie just spent that time in Phoenix because I, that was the first time I would have met you. And I, I think that it's just, I meet just who you are, Jackie, people just immediately fall in love with you. Um, but I felt the two of you had known each other forever. I had no idea that that's where, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, in a, a previous life, we've known each other. Yes, I think. apparently that's yeah. very that's that's we're very apparent somehow yeah that's yeah. like starfish i believe yeah. we were st both starfish i think that <laughs> is the case yeah you're it's so true it does fill you up um and and, and there's this piece that I love with the tracks and, and making me think of that as you were just saying around what's currently going on right now with tech and how they adapt and move so quickly. So I'm thinking of one of the conferences I remember like a lot was happening very quickly with the Me Too movements. Um, yes. It was still right. It was still at the early stages like conferences were not I feel like the other conferences didn't touch that till 18 months later, they immediately like this was they were had a certain path and they immediately pivoted. I feel like that word pivot was used so much in the pandemic, but in this case, it's a good use of the word pivot. They pivoted and they were like, okay, this is what's happening right now in the, in the workplace, in the world, we need to address that. And I think they're really good at, at doing that. And now I see the same thing, right? This is what's happening right now in tech. We need to make sure that we pivot because it's being toned up to not deal with what's happening right now in this moment. Like we have to make sure. But they did, they like, they dig deeper because I remember yes. Yes. at the time people were still afraid to even say me too, yes. right? Like it had just yes. come out and yes. they were very specific. I, I will never forget the life-changing moment for me was at that conference. And I don't remember who said it, 
But they said, if this has been happening at your organization, the culture has already been set. It is already too late. Like you have to go back. This is how you talk about it. And I was just like, you're right. Like this isn't something like you can see this within the culture. And they were talking about how it would already be embedded. And it actually changed the way that I started looking at DEIB and saying that when you're seeing this kind of behavior, it is set usually from the top, the culture that was there. And it was really fast. Like you said, like it was literally like five minutes before and all of a sudden felt very safe in that because it was like, it used to go on places and we saw changes at various conferences where they would put in various policies where we had not seen that before. And it was almost like a separate Me Too movement where you had to say, no, I've been being harassed at various conferences. This behavior has been allowed. And then being a part of, no, we're no longer accepting that. Like it was just very eye-opening for me. I remember that same thing last year with, it was right after the, the massacre in Rochester And then it was the first after the pandemic and coming off of all of those things and then having it in Atlanta and then having all of the various things like to to share was just brilliant. And it was like the weekend, it was the weekend after, like I almost didn't get, because I was like afraid and still, I don't know how they're able to do it. I mean, I don't even know if pivot speaks to it is a word that shows how fast they're able to curate yeah. information that is yeah. relevant to what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think the the one you were talking about was Toronto Burke. Cause I remember when Toronto was like, I couldn't stop. I was just like every word I said, you need to get into every workplace and be communicating this message in the panel. And I agree completely. I'd forgotten with some of this in terms of how deep it went, like that whole room it felt like, and I'm getting goosebumps now as I talk about it. And that's when I know it's those, it was like a moment and everybody in that room was having that moment. And I felt like, I wish this was being recorded and being made available to everybody. Like everyone needs to hear this discussion because it was so profound and powerful because of the depth. It was just, and it was so real and raw. Um, and it just, it really, really, really resonated. And I think they continue to do that. I mean, last year, you know, we had Bernice King and, and I forget who the other two folks were, they were on that, that last panel Yeah. and, and it was very, very relevant to what is happening right now in the world where people of color are being mistreated, killed, all of these different things. And so, you know, it, it just, they are very relevant to what's going on in the world today and they dig deep and they have the conversation that we should be having it's not hr'd and what i mean by that is it's not you know oh we can't talk about this or we can't talk about that it's oh no we're going to go there and it you might get uncomfortable and i i, I remember when they had uh Chaz Bono as a speaker and and you saw some of the folks stand up and walk out when they realized, you know, that this was a transgender person that was going to be speaking. And I just remember thinking, what a, what a silly decision to leave because you are missing out on this conversation and it's happening in your workplace, whether you want to believe it or not, it's happening. And so I think that's the piece too, is that like, it's very, very relevant. It's very, very deep and it's good stuff for any HR person, any leader, anyone to hear. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I wish you could bottle up, record, whatever you want to call it, those feelings that we have during those conversations. But 
that's what brings you back every year. Yeah, I think what you said there is really important because it is also not only challenging the status quo, but even challenging HR to have more like go back to the workplace after this. What are those daring conversations you need to be having? What are you um, what are you holding back from? And I think being with a whole bunch of your peers and also feeling less alone and them sharing, hey, I'm doing this. This is working well for me. What about you? I think we forget about how important it is to be able to have that in person, if possible, now that the pandemic's over, human connection, where you're just like really talking about like, hey, I had this scenario. Oh, you know what? I had the same thing. This is what worked really well for me. Have you thought about doing this? It's just being able to tap into your network in that way, in that moment. And I don't know that that dialogue and really deep conversation might have happened, might have not happened if it wasn't for that talk that just happened, right? Because it's a catalyst to be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I really am thinking about this and I don't want this to just be a nice to have. I really want to do something about this. And then leading to that discussion after we are, we're hearing the speakers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other piece that really resonated for me last year, um, was this overarching message of HR you're valued because I think for so many of us, and I, I think it still somewhat continues, but I remember before going into work human last year, I was fried. I was exhausted. And I was like, no one cares about HR. No one's trying to support us. No one's. And, and a lot of it was an internal, you know, just stress of all things. You know, we, we've just gotten off the pandemic. We're having to do layoffs. We're having to do all these conversations on social justice issues. And it it's exhausting. And, and you're trying to say, how do I best take care of my folks and make sure they're okay and they're safe and they know that we care about them. At the same time, how am I making sure that I'm okay? So I agree with you. Like it's the, those after the conversation conversations that also are just so helpful to know that you're not alone and know that, you know, there's other folks in HR that are dealing with those same issues. And you have, you, you truly build a network of folks that you can reach out to when you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with whatever it is. And that, I mean, obviously that's Jackie and I, our relationship really developed because, you know, we were reaching out to each other to say, I don't know what to do here. What do you think? Wait, along with right. that, like I, I need people to think about that for just a second, because all of us go to lots of conferences, right? Like we've seen each other all over the world. It's the only conference that you feel like you know, I, it's like a big hug. Like, it's like, I'm here for you, for everyone who's there. And that's different. That's really hard to do. If I can feel the recognition at a freaking conference and you realize this is a feeling that we need to consider, we need to look at these people. And I also get shocked every time when it's like, oh, if I give somebody something like, to put on a tree, like pick a charity or whatever. And then I'm like, wow, that felt really good. Seemed really basic, but for some reason that felt really good, you know? And then it's like, oh, maybe I can offer that to other people. Like, it's not that hard. The stuff I get excited about is simple stuff, I think. Yeah. I want you to clarify what you mean by putting something on a tree. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can get a leaf. So there's they various charities. Yes. So you give recognition to other people. And by giving recognition to participants, you can get something. It's a leaf to put on a tree. So then at the end of the conference, you can see the various charities and they look like full trees. 
Like now they have all the leaves. You're right. You know, but whatever. I bet you you can put whatever you want on a tree. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> but again, it, it's, it's localizing it as well. Because like in, in relevant groups in those communities that were having the conference in. So, you know, they had like a uh, children's education one last year and a couple others that were, again, very relevant to Atlanta, yeah. which I just love. Like every single year, it's very localized support. And to know that we're able to make that impact at the same time that we're there and just saying, wow, Jackie, you're doing great today. And I you know, love seeing your smile. Right. And you know, those are the things that you can do that, that make a difference, especially when you're feeling like, how can I get through the next six months or the next year or whatever it might be? Yeah. I think you brought up, both of you brought some really important things there. One is the recognition element and then the other around the meaning and how that's going to be different for each of us. Right. So even in terms of charity, one person might feel super uh, passionate about the one that's around educating the next generation, whereas someone else it might be for domestic violence. And that feels like something that really matters to them. And so they're very deliberate around having several different charities so that you can also connect with. So you feel that meaningful connection to the one that you're getting to be able to support. But then also to take a step back, it's like we're even attending the, the conference we love like nobody gets tired of recognition. Like it feels really good for someone to say, like, you maybe didn't think about it, had this conversation with someone. It was an awesome conversation. And then later on, that person is recognizing and saying, you know, maybe for you, Katie, it was someone saying, you know, I was sitting there and I was feeling a, a little bit uncomfortable and left out. And then Katie came over here and brought me in and it just totally changed my experience and my perspective in that moment. How beautiful for that person to be able to have that experience, but then you also get to have, and again, I'm getting goosebumps even as I think, talk about it. Like, it's so cool that as you're doing this at the conference, you're getting to be able to actually in real time experience how profound recognition is when we're creating this space where we're constantly recognizing others, because it's not just the giving, like giving feels really good. And then the receiving element this creates more human environments when we're constantly creating a space that this is happening in a very authentic, genuine way. Absolutely. I love that. And it's funny because sometimes like I give, I'll give Katie recognition and she'll give me recognition. And it's like, oh, yes. but we talk like every day. Yeah. So it's like, but still it just feels so special. I went to a computer and I got to put information in and see who gave me recognition. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, it's like watching somebody open a present and you realize that yeah. I don't give enough recognition and how it's it's instant to be able to see the impact and you'll see that person again. And I mm -hmm. and I also think I've met so many people. It's a huge conference. I've met so many people that like that I've had maybe a parasocial relationship on LinkedIn. I've known for years and I'm like, I'm standing there, you know, trying to get a pretzel. And I'm like, hey, aren't you such and such? And that's always great. And you always, you know, you give a big hug and you get really excited to know that you're sharing this experience. Like it is an experience in going to work human. And so that's why, you know, it you, you cannot, that's why you keep getting goosebumps, right? Because you cannot explain it because, conference doesn't feel like enough of a word, you know, pivoting doesn't sound like enough of a word, keynote speaker doesn't sound, it is life-changing. It's a life-changing conference to the experience, not just in your knowledge, but in your feeling for other people that I have never 
done yeah. before. I've never had at another conference before. Uh-huh. Like it does, it feels like the head, heart, and soul, like it's all coming together. And so you get yes. to feel that. Um, one of the things I also wanted to emphasize in terms of the tracks, because I think they're so good at this. Um, and I'm curious for each of you, what I, I kind of, I feel like I know what some of the tracks are going to be that you're really excited about, but again, this holistic. So the tracks this year are cultivating a culture of continuous improvement, developing a culture built to withstand change, building the business case for H- new HR initiatives, achieving balance and meaning in your work, creating a human centered workplace through recognition and fostering inclusion and belonging through holistic DNI initiatives. I love the fact that even it says not just DNI initiatives, holistic DNI initiatives, because we also see these things where it's like, okay, we're doing the exercise of DEI work or DEI and belonging, yet they're not actually getting at the foundation and wanting to do real system systemic change. Yeah, I think uh, I, this is the only problem I have with work human. I want to go to every single session. I know. <laughs> All of them. They have phenomenal, phenomenal speakers. Obviously, the the DNI track is one that I I usually start there when I'm making you know putting together my agenda. But I also think again, like the balance and meaning and work. Like I think that is one that all of us need those reminders. And I think Work Human just does such a nice job of that. But I also think from like a knowledge perspective, regardless of how far you are into your HR career. Things like, hey, building the business case for an HR initiative. Why are you actually doing this? Because I think, you know, for so many of us, we've had experiences in HR where it's like, oh, just go build that program. And you're like, well, but why? What are we getting out of it? What's it doing for the employees? How is this driving engagement, retention, whatever it might be? So having those like very specific skills, not just, you know, these uh, overarching talks about like, hey, here are some things to really be thinking about. And I love coming back in those little breakout areas, you know, in the, the middle of the conference to have the, what session did you go to? What did you learn? What were the, and each of us comes away with three or four takeaways from every single talk that you're like, oh, I wish I would have gone to that one, but, oh, but I got so much good stuff out of this one. And so it is, uh, there is that piece, but I think we all like, as a group, we try to do our best to like not hang out together while we're actually in the sessions because we want to bring back, here's what I heard from Eric Bailey. Here's what I heard from, you know, whomever, like whoever the speakers are. Um, like there's just so many good sessions and I think they they just do a phenomenal job. But I, I also will bring it back to the, the main stage um, sessions are always just very, very good. And they have just, impactful, impactful speakers that anyone would be, would, you know, I mean, obviously Michelle Obama, you know, we've had so many speakers that have just been like, oh my goodness gracious. Um, Viola Davis, Viola Davis, the whole time I was hanging off every single one of her words. Yes. Yes. Well, I think the George Clooney is a good one, but I I love the fact that George Clooney got on stage and basically said, I'm a mall's husband. She's that's right. <laughs> that's right. I learned more about her at that conference. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, since Katie didn't claim it, I'm claiming it. So this, the, y'all have heard it here first. I'm most excited about cultivating a culture of continuous improvement. So here at Textio, where I am, I used to be a consultant, right? So I used to consult and go to organizations and come up with, this is the way we want to do things. And I've been tasked in my current role 
I don't want to know just what we're doing. I want to know what we need to do to be better. And so we've been fostering that. We've been working on um, a workbook actually with Katie, um, the Racial Healing Handbook. We go on a monthly basis and letting people know what's going on within the organization. We track engagement. We track belonging. And this is something that managers are not used to. It's like, hey, you've been doing really great in engineering. Can we talk about how you can do better over here? And so I need to learn a better way than that sentence in order to make sure that we're doing continuous improvement. Um, and it's something that really is outside of my normal shtick, if you will. Um, I was saying with everything, I finally, this is the year that personally the imposter syndrome has gone away. And I know that I'm supposed to be making these innovative choices. Um, the future of DEI is not Googleable. And so how are we going to keep changing and keep growing? Um, so I'm really excited. And I claimed it in our friend group. That's the one I'm going to. So everybody <laughs> has to find something else, including this chatty pants, Katie and Lauren over there. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Not it. it. That's what it is. <laughs> I know it's hard, right? Because you also want to be in the experience, sharing with them, hearing the content in the same time, which you get to do that on the main stage as well. Like I think Esther Perel will be awesome too. I'm interested in, I think she also has always offered very innovative approaches when it's come to relationships and intimate relationships and to be able to take that and apply it to workplaces and the relationships there. I'm really super excited to hear how she applies that. And I love that there's Claude Silver, like chief heart officer. Like I love that her title is chief heart officer and she's created this space where I think a lot of people have some of those linear thinkers that were very resistant to that kind of stuff. She's done a great job. I mean, not only what she's doing in that organization, but I think just even creating a movement out there, helping people understand what it is and what it isn't when we talk about the soft stuff, because I mean, I'm in the world of emotional intelligence all the time. And so that can feel very soft. And uh, even being with a whole bunch of financial executives uh, a couple of days ago and them even like, oh, I get the head and heart thing. Like there's a, there's a movement happening there that gets me very excited. I think that's good. I think that's great. And it's so that's that's the thing that we're talking about, like looking at things a different way. And they have a way of bringing those speakers that even maybe you're like, oh, well, that should be interesting. Like, how are these things going to relate? And um, bringing back those lessons is great. So I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually like I'm I'm moving through the agenda as we're chatting. And I, I am also going to throw out one other one other speaker that. I am extremely excited about, and that is Reshma Sujani, who's going to be speaking about the myth of having it all. Um, I'm super excited for that. I, I think uh, I have heard her speak before, and I, I, yeah, and Esther Perel saying like it, she's one of those folks that you can just sit and listen to for hours and hours because um, she just has such great thoughts and you know how she you know approaches different things. Um, you know who we didn't talk about is last year, Simone Biles was also absolutely phenomenal. Like she just was so good. And I loved how she talked about, you know, being a woman in a, you know, a, a sport that is very highly competitive and, and just, you know, how she's achieved so much and done so many things. And also, you know, how kind of the naysayers, how she's overcome some of that stuff that, you know, she's created moves in this world and now they're, you know, judging her, you know, at a different, on a different scale, things like that. And so 
it's just those types of things, you know, you get some, some great tidbits from every single speaker. So I think that's a really good point because sometimes they bring speakers in where they think, oh, but you're Hollywood or you're an athlete or you're, and at first people are like, what's this going to look like? And I remember Michael J. Fox being so moved by what he said. And it's like, they tell the story, but the impact of that story and how that applies to the work that you're doing, there's a bridge there, there's a connection made. And so, and it's kind of fun too, because it's bringing in another perspective and being able to learn that. And I find Sometimes when we're trying to shift our thought patterns and ways of experiencing and seeing things and embodying it, you need to have it shaken up by hearing it from a different perspective as well. I agree with that totally. And I, you know, it's like, I, I just need to figure out how many Kleenex I need at some of these things like estroporality. <laughs> it's like, I only have so many, I can only carry so many in my purse. Um, I, I'm like, I'm trying to remember, I remember passing around packs of Kleenex last year and I can't oh remember. My God. I think it, I forget what session. Uh, well, the, the, no, I the, cried during the marching band. If you remember, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so good. All of it is so good. They always yeah. have tricks like that too. Right. Nobody, they didn't say, Hey, watch this. It's literally, there's those moments that they don't even talk about that. You're like, wait this is you just brought the choir from a Morehouse college to do what like right I what like that could be the whole thing like that five uh -huh. minutes that you didn't expect to yeah. have yeah. um that's the stuff that especially like you're overwhelmed they create a conference where literally people are running to get in because there's all these little snippets that if you miss it you miss it yeah. Mm -hmm. you will completely miss it you will never get that particular moment back yeah. um and so again it is creating those moments for the participants that is something special on top of okay welcome the next speaker yes mm -hmm. yeah you know Yes. And some of this, like we're describing it and some of it, you can only know through experiencing. So for people listening, you know, maybe you can still get it in and come it's happening in April. And if not, then we definitely want to see you the following year, because I think you're really understanding what this work human conference is all about. And I want to give everyone, uh, each of you a moment for a final thought you want to leave with the audience. Katie, you're going to have to go first. You always copy mine. <laughs> Oh, I, I see. I see. Um, <laughs> the, the thought that I have, and, and this comes through so much in this conference is that HR is valuable. People are valuable to the organization, the most important piece of an organization. And so folks that are doing this work and live in, you know, living these, these roles in HR, in people teams, whatever, you know, whatever you're called on your HR team, um, what you're doing is impactful and is important. And this conference just reinforces that. And that's the part that I truly appreciate. And I think that is why, you know, there are times when we are laughing, there are times when we are crying during these conferences. And it's because you start to really remember why you got into this work, why you continue to do this work. And most importantly, the impact that you can make on an organization, on an individual, just by being human with them. Beautifully said. Fully, I love that. Yeah. I think what I would like to leave with people is don't be afraid if this would be your first work human and you don't know anybody there. 
Like you don't know if you're going to meet your best friend there. Right. Um, you do, I mean, I did. And you don't know, like there is a, it's an environment where Katie and I didn't even talk about this one. Like when we were in Austin and this woman was sitting there and we're like, we're going to dinner. Do you remember? And she's like, okay. And then we were like, don't ever do that again. You don't know us. We could have done all sorts of things with you, stranger, <laughs> but met this person, went to dinner, went to have cocktails, went through the city yep. and came back. Um, who came from another country. Like, Mm-hmm. You will meet your people there. So if you don't be afraid, if this could be your first time and you're thinking you don't know anybody there, that will last about five minutes and you will leave with long lasting friends. Yes, absolutely. 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 Ladies, I can't wait to talk again afterwards, because if you can feel our energy now, you're going to get even more of this energy bursting when we connect after the conference. I'll have more information on the show notes, including a discount code. Um, for people who are interested in registering. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I'm saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sending tons of love. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thank you, Kristen. Bye-bye, everyone. Please remember that meaningful change requires space and grace. Practice self-compassion and become the ripple. As you transform yourself, You transform your workplace and the people around you.